Welcome to Grow My Grit, a new podcast celebrating grit. My name is Peter Willis, coming in from Calgary, Alberta, together with our gritty guru, Hazelon Shetmeyer, who's beaming in from Mississauga, Ontario. Here on the Grow My Grit podcast, our intention is to engage with guests and listeners who are ready to know, grow, and show their grit, perhaps best described as one's default settings in the face of obstacles, and what obstacles we faced since the beginning of 2020. However, one of the biggest opportunities for 2021 is the possibility of recreating our identities and re-engaging our relationship to both ourselves and to one another using the unique strengths we already possess and reliably bring to challenging situations. With our individual grit compass as our guide, let's explore what's available on the other side of obstacles. Are you ready? Hello, Hayes. Hello, Kim. Hello. Hi, Peter. (laughs) So good to be here. Awesome. Nice to see you again, Kim. Returning guest. Yes, thank you. I'm excited to be here. Your first returning guest. Come on now. We're like an official, official podcast. We have returning guests. (laughs) (laughs) We're on our way. We just (laughs) Hayes, what do you what were what do you think we should talk about today? Well, I think a neat topic to kind of address that's come up in a few different conversations and a few different opportunities is really the idea of approaching boundaries, using grit as a lens for setting boundaries, as well as enforcing boundaries. And not like, again, the word boundary has connotations, but really just making space. If you think of it as the opposite of having boundaries allows space for what you need. So really just, I think it'd be cool given Kim's experience with youth and given all of our experiences as ourselves It might be a neat opportunity to really dig into the ways that grit, that our default setting in the face of obstacles, allows us to create boundaries, which is often an obstacle. That sounds good. I love it. Okay, (laughs) let's do it. So we haven't uh, we haven't spoken actually about our grit words in in a, in a few episodes here, uh, Hayes, Mm -hmm. and uh, and now that Kim is joining us, um, perhaps. uh, Kim can share a little bit about what her uh, GRIT words. We can also go through ours very, very quickly uh, just to mm-hmm. kind of uh, uh, set the tone. Does that sound like a good idea? Sure. Sure. So when I was thinking of GRIT words to talk about boundaries, um, I made them all building related because as Hayes mentioned, um, you know, building boundaries, setting boundaries, maintaining boundaries uh, is something that everyone can benefit from. So my G word um, is gazebo. So I picked a building that is fairly open, um, you know, very kind of light um, in terms of a first level kind of boundary. And my R word is remodel, because as we move up in boundaries, you will have to remodel your gazebo for certain people and in certain um, aspects of your life. My I word in terms of boundaries is insulated. So you may need to add insulation as part of your remodel as a more protective boundary. And then my T word that I picked having to do with boundaries is um, a tower. So that would be like a higher level boundary where you need a lot of protection um, and it's a little bit more difficult to, to break that boundary. So we go from a gazebo type of boundary to a tower type of boundary um, and everything in between. Ooh, awesome. 
I love the visual because as that idea, like I said in the beginning, the idea of a, a boundary is technically a way to create space. And so you've identified ways in which you can create a space that's a little more temporary, a little more of a, okay, and then I can establish, I can fortify if needed, or I can just leave it the way it is. So I love those words. Those were fun. Thank you. Pete, what's on your mind? Well, what I like about those, so that's the first time, so whenever I've ta- uh, thought about grit, really, you know, and Hayes, we've talked about this as well, but like I, whenever I've kind of uh, thought about it and tried to implement it, I have what I would consider, again, just off the top, they'd be a universal, it'd be universal grit, right? So a G-R-I-T that carries through uh, everything. But I've always, I, I do like, and we've talked about it a little bit before, I, I really do like the idea of having uh, individual scenario grit, Right. And that's what that's what you've just been talking about there, Kim, which is really exciting. So you may have um, uh, in a different situation, maybe your grid is a little bit different. Uh, But in terms of uh, for boundaries and talking about boundaries, those those four uh, objects are your boundary grit. And I think that's really exciting. So it just shows how versatile the whole thing is, as opposed to just having your universal grit. You've also got a subset of that for to deal with boundaries that helps you. And that's that's. That's really cool. I haven't done that yet, but I, I really like the idea of that. Yeah. We're groundbreaking on the podcast today. We are all over the place. And building on what you just said, Peter, too, I think that's a neat opportunity where if you have internalized your grit, you have your global grit, this is who I am, but you've never done something like setting boundaries, having a different G-R-I-T is a way to experiment with that, but not really change yourself. So if you're that kind of person that, well, I don't want to use my words in this in this scenario because I may not do it properly if I'm being someone else, if I'm putting on a different grit cape or a different grit hat, then that in fact makes it safe to play a little bit. So I think that's in hearing you speak, that's another advantage of having a different grit, a different Mm -hmm. set of words, not a million of them, but really being able to say, you know, this is the framework to allow me to experiment with this obstacle. Kim, so when you talk about like your gazebo and stuff, just to walk, walk me through it. uh, So like, uh, you know, who, who, who would who would be invited into your gazebo or how does that work in your head you know like is it is it designed to let people in and have a certain view or a certain freedom or is it designed to keep certain people out like how does gazebo work for you so i can go through each one so um as i'm going through them our listeners or of course you and hayes can think about what level boundary you have with certain people so a lower level boundary i pictured as the gazebo so this is a boundary you may have with um people who you trust people who you are close to, um, because a gazebo is usually glass, so people get to see in. So there's not too much privacy. There's still the um, boundary of the actual structure, but not really too much privacy. Um, Sometimes they're even open air, so people can come in and out as they please. You would have this boundary with people that respect your boundaries, that you're very close to. Um, This is maybe more of a suggestion of a boundary. So people that you're really close to and have a relationship that's long-term maybe even. But that's not everybody. And actually, if you had a gazebo boundary with everybody, which some of you may, (laughs) there's too much openness. You can't have a gazebo with everybody. So you may then need to think about somebody, okay, I need to remodel with this person. So you may add a door to your gazebo for somebody. You may add a doorbell. You may have a sign that says, please knock. So there's that little bit of more distance with some people where you're still very open, like a gazebo, but there's a door now, or you're going to ask them to knock. 
Um, maybe you put up curtains in your gazebo. So you can open them when you want to share with that person, but close them when you need a little bit more privacy. So certain people in our lives, you need to kind of remodel your gazebo so that you have more, like Hay said, space and protection. Um, then moving up, you may have other people in your life who still didn't get that you kind of need a little bit more space. So you may want to insulate your gazebo. Um, what I was thinking for that is, if somebody is always saying things, negative things, talking to you, the insulation will prevent that person's voice from always getting into your gazebo. It'll also keep you warmer and maybe safer. So some people you will have to have that insulation from so that they're not taking advantage of you or having a negative effect. And the last boundary being the tower is unfortunately some people you need a very strong boundary with. You don't have to cut them out of your life, but a tower clearly says, this is a strong boundary. You do not see what's inside. We do not share. I may invite you up to my tower, but in general, you are outside of the tower and I am inside of the tower protected from you. And you need to think for yourself who you have with each of these boundaries and it can always change. You know, so at one point you may have a gazebo boundary with somebody but then as time goes by or things happen, you may want to insulate. Somebody else, you may have an insulated relationship at first, but then as you get to know them, then it can be gazebo. So kind of going up the level in terms of protection um, and needing space in terms of boundaries. And what I hear from that, again, that piece of really protection is honoring what you need, what I need. So protection tends to have this negative connotation where I'm protecting myself from you, but at the same time, it might be that I know or may I have an idea of what's coming my way and that may not be something I need to hear right now, whether it's financial advice, whether it's ideas on what to do with your new basement, just that idea of there are some times where the obstacle is in fact deciding what I want to let in. And so you've essentially added a structural a picture of different levels of how to let people in. So the challenge in itself is deciding what kind of boundaries do I need? Even before I enforce them, the first question is what kind of boundaries are appropriate to which kind of person? You know, I'm married to this person or this person's an in-law or this person I see every week or we're co-workers. Does the structure of the relationship determine the boundary or does what you need determine the boundary is what I hear as I imagine who would be invited into which kind of space. I agree. Boundaries are hard to set, especially if you haven't done it before. And so mm. what I find is when I talk about boundaries with people, a lot of times people say, oh, but I can't. I don't want people to think I'm mean. Setting boundaries is not mean. Setting boundaries is healthy. And setting boundaries that if people don't respect the boundaries you set, then they are not respecting you. And boundaries has nothing to do with being mean to someone. It has to do with respecting them them respecting you, and you being mentally healthy and well. So you can still be nice and have boundaries. Mm -hmm. Agreed. And boundaries are kind, I think, building on that piece where it's just, it's being transparent. So Peter, going back to your eye, I think it's neat that we can pull from our original grit, that intimate piece where part of being intimate is actually identifying what is okay and what isn't at this point in time. And so there is a threat that, well, you don't need a gazebo around me or you don't need a tower around me. I want a gazebo. But really that conversation is given where I am and what I want to see happen. Sometimes that's the obstacle is really being honest and being intimate and being true. What do you think there, Peter? You're shaking your pencil. I know. I'm interested to see what Peter's thinking. 
so I had a bit of a slow start trying to get my, my brain going, but then in, uh, you know, Celine Dion meatloaf, um, it's all coming back to me now, I think. Um, so I just, I remember our last conversation that we had, we were talking about that as adults, we're not really, uh, we're not particularly well versed in boundary setting. At least that's how I feel. And, and I know I've spoken to some other people uh, in my circle that are, that are the same, right? We just, we don't have a lot of experience with how to express this and how to feel safe expressing it and how to be confident doing it. Um, as we spoke with the last time you're on, Kim, like, with the, with all the stuff that that's going on, the different ways that we're teaching and, and helping and encouraging kids to grow, hopefully they're developing the skills of boundary setting a lot better than, than, than we do. Right. And I, I use myself as a prime example for this. What I hear from what's interesting from the chat that you guys just had is the difference that I'm hearing is uh, with the gazebos and things. It's, it's the question is, is what do you need as opposed to who they are? So that's, that's what defines it is what do I need? It doesn't matter who they are. It's what I need. And that is super important because oftentimes, you know, my life as an example, it's the other way around. It's who are you? And then I can determine how I'm going to kind of manage the situation as opposed to no, what do I need? It doesn't really matter who you are. I, I need to be able to set boundaries and be confident about that. Just because you are uh, an in-law, for example, or someone else, that's just a, yeah, a, or a boss, a, yeah, a, a yeah. quick example. But just because you're, you're that person, it doesn't mean you're automatically granted the key to my gazebo, right? Whereas in my typical thinking, that would certainly be the criteria. Oh, your family? Of course you're in. But that's not necessarily what I need. So that was kind of an interesting that was what I got out of that. It was really, what do I need compared or versus who are you? Right. That's a, that's a really important differentiator, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. And again, this, this line of thinking really has to do with this whole idea where we speak of obstacles on a regular basis. And sometimes the obstacle is putting what you need above who someone is relative to you or to the relationship that you have. And so that sense of it's hard enough to know what I want, let alone to articulate what I want, let alone to tell someone who may or may not feel entitled to something different what I want. So what I just hear us coming back to is our power in being together is talking about strategies for this particular obstacle, because it's a universal obstacle where what I think is a priority may not even matter to the person making the request of me. So boundaries are a way to clarify needs yeah. at the end of the day clarifying needs and then establishing priorities might even be a lower level description of what boundaries end up kind of allowing or making space to see this is profound people okay <laughs> i like what uh, i like what you both said and hayes i liked that you used the word entitled um one thing that i try to get across to my students um but everyone that i'm talking to about boundaries with is nobody is entitled to have all access to you. Even though sometimes we think if you meet somebody or as Peter said, if it's a family member, oh, well, I can't have any boundaries. Nobody, even if it's somebody who is close to you, has the entitlement to have, to know everything about you at all times. There has to be boundaries. Um, and so it doesn't matter, like you said, Peter, it doesn't matter who they are. You always need to have some kind of boundaries. Yeah. And I think in 2020, like you said at the beginning, it's been a year of all boundaries coming down. You know, we are at home now and there's no boundary between work and home. There's no boundary between yoga studio and home. There's no boundary between anywhere and home. Yeah. And so setting those boundaries is very important in this time period. 
So I was having this chat with my wife uh, last week, actually. And so this is a perfect example. This is going to be uh, real time kind of happening here. So we look at my grit, right? And my eye is intimate, right? And as we've discussed before, what, what constitutes intimate and how do you put that into play and stuff. And essentially what it means is honesty, transparency, maybe a little bit of fearlessness, just that, that kind of, uh, you, um, uh, safety and just being able to express yourself. Right. And so he, this is a really interesting situation. And, you know, also coming from a place where I, you know, I'm learning how to create boundaries, but I am, I've been God awful at it for a long, long, long time. Right. And that really, you pay a price for that. Right. There's always, obviously there are some wins, so it doesn't always have to be negative. Right. But certainly it's probably unbalanced on the whole when you just, when everyone has direct access. Right. So trying to establish these boundaries and trying to get confident with it. And then I was, so I was talking to my wife, I was talking to Denise and I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to bring this up. And I would, I honestly did not plan to bring this up today, but we might as well, because it's fun to do this kind of thing. Right. So I was like, I'm going to, I'll bring it up today. And it's, and it's, and it's kind of like being able to get that confidence and, and being able to express and all that kind of thing. Right. And in, in an environment and you're trusting the people, everyone's looking out for everyone else, right? Like it's an environment and you're going to trust yourself in that environment. Right. So the thing is, and this is a simple one. But it's really important to me. What I know about myself is that I get overwhelmed so fast, right? So I have, uh, it's always like a, uh, a freeway in the front of my brain, right? Like cars are just zipping through it all the time. And I, I, I don't have any real mechanisms to say stop and slow down or direct traffic. It's just everything is always zipping around, right? And what is difficult for me is when I get inundated with information, which happens all the time, right? So this is a, this is a perfect example. So I am, and this is something that I have to deal with, which is important because I, I don't want to be imposing things on other people, right? So you have to have a frank and honest conversation about it. So it comes down to me and Hayes going back and forth about how we're communicating together, right? And about, uh, the podcast, about the yoga that we do on the side, about yeah. the stuff that we're doing with the kids and stuff. It's fantastic, right? The problem that I have is that for a boundary, and I haven't established this at all because I'm still learning about it, but I've done this in other places and I've done it with my work very successfully, but I haven't been able to implement this with friends at all because it's awkward. And I just, and, and so I'm going to do this with you right now, Hayes, because I've yes. got other groups of people that I don't know how to do it with yet. Right. <laughs> and essentially what it comes down to is, is I love all the communication that we're having, but it's coming through at all times of the day which for me is very difficult, right? So I haven't set a boundary to say, and when I was talking with Denise, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to tell Hayes because I love all the stuff that we do. I really do. I just get absolutely jacked on it. But the problem I'm having is that it's, it's all the time or not all the time, but it's intermittent at strange times. And so I get distracted, derailed. Everything goes through my brain at once and I can't recover quickly, right? Mm. So what I was going to say is that for my boundaries, I would say, look, on maybe on Mondays, we connect for half an hour and we go through all the developments of the past week, whether that's potential guests or potential topics, things that went right, things that didn't go right. And then we have kind of the framework for the week coming up, right? Whereas when I get a text or an email on a Wednesday or a th- of course, sometimes it has to happen and that's fine. But the texts or the, the messages are so difficult for my brain to handle, just like social media is very difficult for me for 
similar reasons, right? Yeah. I don't I don't have a stop mechanism or a control mechanism that I'm confident with, right? So it just all comes in and I get overwhelmed really quickly, right? And then I get upset and then I get fear of missing out because now I'm not a good friend and I'm not responding quick enough and all those things start piling up really quickly. When what would probably do me best is to say, look, every Monday, let's get together. Let's have half an hour. Let's hash out all the cool things that have happened in the last six days. And then we're bang on for Tuesday. We're ready to go again. And then our week kind of evolves. And then we catch up at it like a defined time. Yes. Right. So that uh, at least for me, now that's not going to work with everybody, but we talk about kind of what I need. Mm -hmm. And that is the kind of thing that I've developed at work. I'm like, guys, I am off at five o'clock. I am not on. If you really need to get a hold of me, you can call me. But like all the messaging apps of which there are myriad at workplaces, right? I'm like, I'm not on them. So I'm not responding. Right. And I've, it's taken like eight months, but we're not very clear on that. And it's fantastic, right? Everyone's kind of on board. And those are the types of things that I, for my own mental health, I need to put in place with certain people, which initially is really weird. So I'm like, why should I have to do that with someone who's a really, really close friend? Again, it doesn't matter who they are. Yes. I can't handle it, yes. right? You're an amazing friend, yes. but I can't handle it. So I have to be able to make these rules for me so that our everything about what we do continues to flourish because if i don't put the the constraints or the boundaries on i am in a world of like emotional and like turmoil and overwhelm because i'm either feeling guilty that i'm not responding to you i'm either frustrated because you're getting in touch with me too much i'm either frustrated because i don't have an answer i i, I all these things, right, which are not intentional but i can't handle it so i have to solve the problem, right? So that was that was one of the things in we've never discussed this before, right? But this has come up in the last like six days. And I'm like, that's my eye for a grit, right? I have to be able to be like open, honest, transparent. I have to be able to tell people how we can get better. Uh, and because none of these things are ill-conceived, the intention of them is very, very pure. And I get it. But I can't handle it yeah. for my own reasons, right? And I just haven't been able to express that yet, right? Yeah. So there you go. There's the expression right there. <laughs> Can I jump in? Yes, Kim, jump in. Okay. That was awesome. <laughs> that was amazing, Peter. So first of all, applause to Peter for setting a boundary. And I'm so glad you said that, Peter, because one thing I find is um, hard for people in setting boundaries is how do I bring this up? How do I talk about it? Mm -hmm. um, and you did an excellent job. What I'd like to do is share with you and the listeners um, is an assertiveness template. So a boundary setting template. Um, so the template is when I see, fill it in. I feel, fill it in because, fill it in. Would you be willing to? So in your situation, Peter, if you wanted to address this with Hayes, when I see that there is so much communication all during the week, I feel overwhelmed because my brain can't take it um, all at once, uh, sorry, all at the time, um, would you be willing to set one day a week where we can talk about the podcast? It's clear, it's direct, it expresses what, you're what you see, what you feel, and you're asking that person if they're willing to do this solution. That person can then say, which they probably will, I didn't even know you felt that way. Of course we can do that. Totally. Boundary set. Yeah. Now, if that person was to say, no, I'm not willing to do that, then that tells you a lot. Yeah. And then you may need to 
step back because you've asked for what you need Mm -hmm. in a very assertive, clear, kind way. Mm -hmm. And if they can't respect that, then there's something wrong with the relationship. Mm-hmm. I, I love that, Cam. And the the would you be willing piece is so is so important too. Because when you hear that, when someone I care about says, "Would you be willing?" It almost doesn't matter what the ask is. I'm all ears, right? <laughs> They're asking me. That's a very intimate way of asking a question. Eh? It's not like shut that door. It's like, hey, would you be willing to shut the door? Because it makes me really yeah. cold and I get upset. I don't know. Whatever it is, right? Yeah. It could be the simplest thing. But the would you willing, the phrasing of that is so gentle and so heartfelt people should like you'd think that people would respond and if you don't get that kind of dialogue back and forth you're right you're now you're assessing something else about the relationship right so good i think that's fantastic i love that and then just hearing that all go down i had no idea you felt that way so i love that kim said that (laughs) but i i love that so my tea and grit is time i very much in the face of obstacles the first thing i think of is if i'm spending time in one space I can be in another. So knowing that you have even spent three seconds of your life stressed out breaks my heart. But I'm so grateful that you shared that with me because I absolutely love organizing my week and making boundaries. So if 30 minutes one day a week, I can totally do that because your well-being is more important than me sharing random thoughts at random times. If that's what you need, I love that opportunity to simply speak your truth because that's part of what grit is. The biggest obstacle sometimes is speaking your truth for fear of what will come down. But if the relationship is such that I want what's best for you, there need not be fear because your wellness and then me as a friend, as if I want to cause you any grief. So if I can do something about that, of course I will, because at the end of the day, we're still connecting. We're still having an amazing time on our podcast. We're still having these conversations. It's just we're condensing the thought. So I see no, Mm -hmm. there would be nothing wrong from my end around that. And to Kim's point, if I was like, no, it's really important for me to tell you everything I think when I think it, you would definitely want to question my intention. And it's that coming back to your why. My why is for you to feel amazing and celebrate. And I cannot believe we co-host a podcast. Come on now, whatever you need to make this fly, I will give. But I need to know what you need. In that off in that opportunity so yes we will you pick the time you pick the 30 minutes <laughs> and we're doing it starting next week so how does that make you feel peter you set the boundary it's set oh i love it and i and i knew you know th- this was the, this is the great thing about what we're doing right now is that when i was talking to uh, denise about this i was like you know what this is exciting because i already know like i know 100 percent hayes is going to be on board with this and this is what and the And the other thing is, is that this is actually, it's not lip service. This is what she wants. She wants like, this is growth, right? Like she wants to, she wants to empower others, uh, to be able to, uh, speak openly and honestly and be stronger people and all that. Like that's actually what the goal of everything she does is. So me having this conversation with her at first, maybe awkward for me but the point of it is actually a hundred percent reinforcing what she is promoting with everything that she does so that was exciting when i was talking about this with denise i'm like yeah i'm gonna tell her next week uh we're just gonna chat about this i didn't didn't realize it was gonna be live (laughs) and on the air but i'm like no we're gonna talk about this because this a hundred percent she is going to so appreciate this because this is exactly what she wants for everyone she deals with right and it's not it is, it's a hundred percent not lip service. She's not, we're not going to turn off the cameras and she, she's going to be like that, Peter. It's a hundred, it's real, right? Like this is the kind of honest, open dialogue that everybody, like 
I know you're encouraging Hayes and you work towards very hard to make sure everyone feels comfortable doing this. Right. And yeah. that's the growth that we can all feel when we start practicing this. Right. Like, yeah. And, and starting to set boundaries and, and practice is a good word. It's just like yoga. Sometimes it's going to work. Sometimes you're going to be good at it. Sometimes you're not going to be, but that's why it's a practice. It's different all the time, but you have to practice to get better at it. Right. I think. Yes. No, yes. Peter, that's what I actually have um, written down to say is that, especially when you are new to setting boundaries, you have to practice. Right. I actually memorized that template um, and I would put it into practice. Sometimes I would write it down beforehand if I had to set a boundary in a situation that I knew I would feel awkward with. Um, but the more you practice setting boundaries, the easier and less awkward that it does become for you. So practice yeah. is definitely something. So it's like, you know, if we were going to go back to your gazebo then, Kim, right? If we wander back into that thing. So like for this particular, uh, for this f- particular uh, uh, situation that we're talking about, you know, again, there's, there's a couple things that are like, again, if he's needed to reach out to me or as a friend, we just needed to chat. Of course, I'm going to answer the phone. That's the type of relationship we have. But, you know, for some of the things that we're doing that require a little bit more on my side, some, some deeper thinking or some engagement, maybe I put a, I remodel, <laughs> I put a sign outside the door that just says, open from four until six on Thursdays, right? So if you want to talk about this, I know this is a little extreme, but if you want to talk about this, I am ready. I have dedicated four to six to do this and I will be fully engaged in there. Outside of those times, it's difficult for me to unlock the door, right? But like, just to give you like to kind of use the gazebo as like the the metaphor here, right? Like yeah, that's no, I think re- that's rede- perfect. Redecorating the you gazebo a little bit, right? You totally got it. Like even having business hours between right. this time and this time. Yeah. 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 Personal yeah. hours are after, but business hours. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And then another flip, and another way to flip it too is that you can send me whatever you want, whenever you want, but I will be getting back to you in seventy-two hours. Mm-hmm. So if you are that person who like needs to send things and get them off of their plate cool but just know that i will not be replying till friday at whatever time so the opposite of scheduling a time to have the interaction if that may not if that's harder to do just say send whatever you need but i'm gonna it'll take me 72 hours to kind of Mm -hmm. get back to you like some people put that in their emails well you have it on something similar on your email and i've done it with a few people as well and what i started to do as well is is put at the end of my emails um there's no need to respond Right. And so I do that with my, with my family, just so that they know, like, you don't need to send a full email that just says, thanks, Pete. And you get a bing and another distraction. Cause I can't, that's what I can't handle. I don't, I know you're happy that I sent you Barry Manilow's greatest hits, right? You don't have to send me a, a thanks. And then a whole bunch of follow-ups with the email that I send you. Right. Cause it just goes bing, 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 which for other people is fine, but I can't handle it. So I, I've started to put that at the bottom of my emails. It's like, please don't respond. Like there's nothing. This is just take it. And then I'll talk to you next time. (laughs) That's a boundary. That's a boundary. And something else with boundaries is once you set them, you have to maintain them. So just like your gazebo, if you didn't do any maintenance on your gazebo, it's going to fall apart. It's going to get rusty. Glass might get broken. So once you set a boundary, you have to maintain that. So with your um, example, Peter and Hayes, um, if Peter, you've set the boundary of say Monday, we're going to meet and not at um, another time, but then you kind of maybe felt bad. And so you started meeting at other times, then that's not good. 
and that that plays right into Hayes's time, right? Like as we've had chats before, and it comes up like right now we got five minutes left. I guarantee you, <laughs> at, in five minutes, regardless of what's going on, there's going to be pretty much a hard stop. And now that we've gotten <laughs> Hayes has been doing this for a long time, so I now know that. Like the first couple of times, like holy smokes, that ended fast. But that's just that's Hayes's thing, right? So now I know that I can plan something at five thirty-two because at five thirty we're done. And she she's very respectful of that, right? And uh, and and that's just it's just interesting. But that's a boundary right there that I have now over the past six months we've gotten very comfortable with, right? I appreciate a lot. You also learn from it. So, like you're saying, Kim, when you start seeing people respect their boundaries, you also kind of you start to feel more confident about doing it yourself, and then being like, well, I don't feel bad that she cuts it off at, at five thirty. So maybe I should start setting boundaries because the. That other person is now is not feeling bad because I don't feel bad. I'm just respecting it, right? And so that's really important too, is to observe other people's boundaries and how they deal with them, like you're saying. And Hayes is very good at the time one. She really does stick to it. Mm-hmm. With that wow. said, we're done. <laughs> this was so good. This is so good. I'm so happy. I love your template and I love the imagery. It's a physical thing. But it's a flexible physical thing. So again, you choose your building and grit may be the right framework. It may be a different letter you choose. But at the end of the day, creating a boundary identifies the space that you need as well as the space that there's an other side of that. So you can interact with the other side as you see fit. But there's a time when it's okay just to be in the space that you require. Yes. So Peter, you're going to set boundaries all week and get back to me next week with new boundaries. No, I'm the guinea guess, pig. So. I, I guess I guess I should, but I, I feel like I got to be calling you as soon as we can. This thing. <laughs> guess what? I'm not answering. I'm going to text oh, you back. So it's funny. not Monday, not 30 minutes, but I love that. I love that we were able to just, because knowing how heavy that must be on your body, like, oh, it's that, like, just, I am, like you said, I am the opposite of that. Yeah. Suffering. There's just, there's so much else that goes wrong that is not self-induced. The last thing I would want anyone to do is suffer voluntarily. (laughs) Totally. And so the the interesting thing though, and I know we're getting close to our wrap up time here, but the thing is what's so, what's been about really interesting for me is that with work, it's kind of a natural expectation. You're like, oh, there's definitely a hard boundary. And at five o'clock, I close my computer and I go play baseball with my kids. And like, very rarely are we doing it to the same extent with other people in our lives. And I'm not saying that everyone should, but what I'm learning is that, well, sometimes it's probably a good idea because it gives you back to you. You know what I mean? Like all of a sudden you're like, okay, I've got time to myself now. I don't have to be constantly engaging with all these people. I actually get me time, right? Which is harder and harder to get the more and more we get connected to, to phones and dings and pops and hoops whenever you get messages, right? And and you do lose that me time, at least if you're a highly distractible person, you do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found that that's been, that was really interesting to go through over the last week or so. It's just like with work, it was, it's, you know, and I think most people, it's really a lot easier to set those boundaries. Uh, and then, but with other people in your life, it's, it's, it's a little trickier, but still very, very important, right? And for all the right reasons though, right? Like when we connect again once a week, we're going to have so much to bring to the table now because now we got six days of stuff to talk about. That's exciting. <laughs> and I look forward to that. You know what I mean? Like there's there's some real positive connotations with setting these boundaries because now you're stockpiling all these cool things that you now get to talk about once or twice a week, right? And, and that's exciting too. Once a week, not once or twice, once. <laughs> 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 
once a week for 30 minutes. That was the boundary. <laughs> Boundaries bring friends closer together, not further apart. Awesome. I love this. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thanks, everyone who's listening for listening to us essentially live our lives with grit. How cool is that? Oh, I'm a happy camper. Thank you so much, Kim. You're welcome. Thank you so much, Peter. Kim, that was awesome. Thank you so much for being our, our, our guest, uh, our repeat guest. You're welcome. I'm so excited. <laughs> awesome. This was so good. Yeah, thank you, thank Karen you. Kim, for that structure. You're Peter, welcome. do you feel better? Do you believe me when I say oh, I 30 totally minutes? Am. Oh, yeah. I just wasn't expecting like when we got on today, I was like, I do have something I can talk about today. <laughs> <laughs> it was meant to be. And your framework was the perfect catalyst for that conversation. See? Yay. Yeah, that was great. Yes. Okay. Bye. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Grow My Grit with your hosts Hayes Shetmeyer and Peter Willis is a production of Gritty Guru Company. Technical production by Niall Fines. Music by Peter Willis. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcast, Google, and Spotify. For more information about Hayes' book, Know, Grow, and Show Your Grit, Self-Discovery Made Simple, please visit growmygrit.com. <laughs> this is just like steel magnolias. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Terms of endearment, maybe? <laughs> oh.